Hello and welcome to episode 7 of Adventures in Podcasting. Hello, my dear listeners. My name is Pilar Orti, in case we haven't met before. And again, if it's the first time that you come across this show, you can check out the website adventuresinpodcasting.com to see everything I do related to the world of podcasting. For now, this show today, it's going to be a little bit bitty. I've got a few things I wanted to cover. And also, I might be, <laughs> I hope I don't start speaking really fast just because I'm a bit nervous because my neighbor is drilling right behind this wall. I wasn't aware of this. It doesn't really matter. They haven't been too bad. Uh, but I didn't want to delay the recording of this, which is on a Friday afternoon. And the show releases on Monday. I just want to have a little bit of time to make sure I don't get stressed by it. I was talking the other day to a fellow podcaster who was saying how stressful he'd found his first show because he'd committed to weekly episodes and he'd found himself under a lot of pressure to get the episodes together. And I really don't think it should be like that. <laughs> so if you are doing a weekly show or thinking of doing a weekly show and it's stressing you out, go every other week. If you're recording just the day before it's coming out, schedule your time a little bit better, do what you can. If you're doing a show every two weeks and uh, it, you're still finding it difficult, do one every three weeks. Again, podcasting should be a joy. So hopefully, um, hopefully that might help you if, if you're in, if you're in the stressful space to reconsider. Now, having said all that, uh, let's start, let's start with I um I come across a lot of articles on podcasting. I am subscribed to a few newsletters and I will tell you about some of them in a second. Sorry about that. I got distracted because when I mentioned about the newsletters I'm subscribed to, I looked to my notes on Trello, which I have here to my left, and saw that I didn't have any of the notes on my newsletters. So I remembered that I'd written my notes down on the remarkable tablet and forgot to move them to Trello. So I'm back, I'm back. As I was saying, I am subscribed to a few newsletters, so I have a lot of information coming through, as well as just the information that comes through because I'm subscribed to services to do with podcasting, because the show is on different platforms. So there's a lot of information coming out. So I thought I'd transmit some to you. So we've got lots of stuff today. But there's a couple of things that I wanted to start with. And one is, funnily enough, a few weeks ago, I came across an article on The Verge, which uh, was talking about how Joe Rogan, who of course went exclusive to Spotify some time ago, is losing his influence. Um, that uh, Spotify is hurting his influence because of that exclusivity. Uh, and I looked into the article and it um, the way in which they're measuring influence is they look at his guests. They look at his guests' metrics on Twitter. So the idea is that you are a guest on the Joe Rogan show, your Twitter followers go up afterwards after you've been on the show by a lot. And so what the article says is that that is no longer the case. People's Twitter followers are not going up by as much. So I think it's always interesting to understand, okay, what do they mean by the fact that he's losing his influence? And it's interesting to look at the metric. 
how they're measuring that. Um, there's also a report that um, says that searches for Joe Rogan have dropped after moving to Spotify and the YouTube data has also fallen. So the reason why I wanted to, well, why I put this initially in my notes for this episode is that because now we can make our podcasts private in all sorts of way. I mean, this is not just about going exclusive with Spotify. We just need to be looking at that, at um, audience numbers. What's more important to you? Is it to have a private show or is it to have lots of listeners? Uh, or, or you might have lots of listeners in your open show and want to put those, I um, want to convert some of those to paid listeners. Again, what might that do? What might that, that do to your overall number of listeners and your influence? These are just questions. There's no right or wrong. But I came across this article. And of course, a few weeks later, or, or even days after this article, um, Joe Rogan uh, got COVID. There was a whole lot of stuff around that. And I'm not going to go into that. But what was interesting was an article I read later, which said that Joe Rogan was saying, I'm just some guy, nobody listens to me. And he was referring to some of the advice or comments he was making around COVID. And that I thought was interesting, the fact that he said, oh, I'm just some guy. Of course, he's the most listened to, he's the most popular podcaster in the podcasting space. I don't listen to him. I think I listened to one interview because, you know, his style is not my style, but he's really popular. <laughs> he is the top number one. He got that exclusive deal with Spotify, incredibly well paid. Almost everyone who listens to podcasts knows who he is, even if they don't listen to the show. And the fact that he said, I'm just some guy, nobody listens to me. I found that interesting. And I've noticed sometimes when I've met some of my listeners, because I do meet them sometimes, um, they are my clients or I come across them in events or I just find out they listen to the show and they listen. Sometimes I've heard my own ideas <laughs> spoken back to me and I don't think about that that often, I think. I think I just splurred out my ideas, say my opinions and I forget that there's someone there who might have some gaps they really want to fill in about a subject and that if they've grown to like me and respect me, they're likely to listen and they might even act on advice or they might even act on opinion, even without me knowing it's advice. So I think it is really important. And seeing as this show is called Adventures in Podcasting, and even though I haven't started talking too much about my own adventures yet, I thought I'd give you an anecdote. And this was a very early one from, I think, maybe three or four years ago. Actually, it was, I think it was 2016, the year of Brexit, I think it was. And or the year after. And uh, I used to do this uh, every other week. I used to do in the 21st century work life a segment with my friend Lisette. It was called Virtual Coffee with Lisette. And we talked about virtual teams. But we also had a big catching up, like 10 minutes at the beginning of the show, talking about anything. And in one episode, I put my foot in it. <laughs> I said, Something that I shouldn't have said because it actually, without realizing it, I belittled some of my audience, some of my listeners. And it's the only time I've had an email come through from someone who was so angry. And regardless of whether, you know, why he was angry or the fact that uh, he never listened to the show again, which is a shame, uh, 
I, it just it just reminded me that uh, people are listening. <laughs> so, my dear podcasters, I hope you're listening, and uh, I will give you this piece of advice very deliberately, hoping to influence you. It's just know your influence and know that you can influence people. And one of the proofs of this, and again, unfortunately, I don't have this article to to hand. The same way as I. I've looked and looked for that Rogan article about him saying that he was just some guy and I can't find it. So, But what I'm referring to is there's been some uh, numbers that have said, some research that has said that adverts read out by a podcast host are more effective than your typical rollout. And that also shows the influence that a podcast host can have. So again, just uh, just adding my point, and I, um, yes. So that is um, that was my first item today. I thought I'd put some music in there because I was rambling a little bit, and maybe that's a good time to say that the other day I was talking to someone about uh, an episode they'd done, and they had a very. Uh, very bad cut. <laughs> There's no other way of saying it. They had got a little bit confused in the conversation and they just cut and then they, they'd stitched the episode very abruptly. And I just said to them, use music. Use music to come out, fade out your speech, put some music under it and then fade in your, your next bit. And um, they seem to like that. The other thing I suggested because they were only a minute off from the end is that they just played music. They, they used the music for that cut and then just played it under the voice for the rest of the episode, which was only one minute. By using, and this is an editing uh, tip <laughs> for those of you new to editing podcasts, Autoduck in Audacity allows you to duck the music under your voice very easily. So maybe you can have a look at that. So let's go uh, to the next episode. Uh, item which is I received an email from Amazon because I I'm in Amazon Music like a lot of podcasters with um, lots of promotion uh, assets so lots of ways in which you can or I can <laughs> you as podcast host and producer you can promote your show being in Amazon Music and I thought what that shows it's that there's a real there's real competition now in the platforms. I hadn't realized this. Of course, we know that they all want us in there, especially now that um, Spotify, you have to pay. Amazon Music also has subscriptions. Apple now, you can have a subscription. And of course, if you go into the Apple ecosystem, there's other stuff they can sell you. But I thought this is great for us that there is so much competition because now they want us to be in those platforms and they're going to help us promote our show, even if it's just by giving us nice graphics or whatever. So I just wanted to 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 share that with you in case you haven't got that email. And this also leads me to another item, which is it's important that you have your own website for your show and that you start building uh, an email list. Now, there's a lot of stuff spoken about email lists. There's a lot of private newsletters now, which is just building on that very direct contact with people who want to listen to you or read you. But the thing is that if you have a mailing list and you move podcast hosts or they kick you out of a platform, <laughs> I don't know, th you know, things have happened. I know people who've been kicked out of platforms, not necessarily podcast ones, and they don't know why. 
So um, this could happen if you have at least a handful of your listeners' uh, contact address, uh, contact email address, you can let them know if something happens. So think of that. Think about that. Even if you don't want to build an email list for selling things or for um, keeping in touch with your audience or building influence, whatever, even if you don't want to use it, it might be worth just capturing some email addresses when you can just in case something happens. And I still think it's important to have your own website for the show, even if it's that you have a URL so that the website address that points to the website page that comes with your podcast host a lot of the time. It's important that you own something that defines you just in case things go wrong. <laughs> so I hope that is a little bit useful. I've got a, a number of other uh, things to to add, not, not many. One is if you're looking for platforms to record, I might have mentioned earlier Zencaster. It's one of the longstanding recording platforms where it's browser-based. So what it does is that it your guest or you, your guest and you open a browser and Zencaster actually records the file, the fi audio file, the split track locally. So it will record your end in your computer and it will record your guest's end in their computer. And then it grabs it, uploads it to its cloud and then you've got access to them. And uh, th th many other platforms work like that. I have a free um, account with them, but I do use it for my pocket psych because Richard, who hosts that, is uh, paying for it. And it works, seems to work fine. I've, I've used it many, many years ago. I've, I mean, they've been around for ages. But the reason why I'm telling you this very long story is that they have released a long pauses editing thing. So with Zencaster, if you pay extra, you can have post-production on your files. And now they have a thing whereby they can reduce long pauses. One of the other reasons I'm telling you this is because I find that I'm not sure how I feel about that. <laughs> I know that some podcast listening devices will skip gaps. So I know that this is not something completely new. I think long pauses have their place in conversations. They have their place in solo shows like this one. And I don't know if we want to I feel like an old, uh, like, oh, I don't know if we want technology to do things that humans should be doing. But uh, you can see, you can see where I'm coming from. So interesting as well, how much the, the, the space is evolving that now we can even tell our online editor what pauses to cut and how long the pauses should be. And one more technical thing around um, places where we can send our shows. Samsung is uh, coming up with an app for podcasts. So look out for that. Just make sure that whether you are opening a new show or if you are already podcasting, uh, just check out. Just make sure that your podcast host is sending your show to Samsung. And if they're not, then make sure that you um, you do that yourself. Now, a slightly different uh, thing is that today I saw an advert for a head of podcasts that made me really happy. And this is a remote post working with a UK-based 
team, and it is the head of podcasts for National Prison Radio in the UK, which is a national radio station for prisoners. And I, the reason why this makes me happy is because I could see that that would be an um, underserved audience and I can see it's a very specific audience as well. And I'm just delighted that um, they are creating a whole range of, I don't know if podcasts means lots of shows or lots of episodes, but it doesn't matter. It's really great to see the industry growing in this way. And if you want to find out about these kind of jobs, podnews.net is the daily newsletter that I'm subscribed to through which I found that out. And they've got a whole section on jobs as well. If you're, if you, if for some reason you're a seasoned podcaster and are listening to this because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm going at a beginner's level at the moment, but you might want to check that out. And finally, two, two personal updates. One is I'm starting a new show. <laughs> In Spanish, it will be my first all-Spanish show. I did do a bilingual show, which you can check out, Enclave de Podcast, with host Craig Whelan, who is an award-winning podcaster. He got awards. <laughs> and the show I'm starting is uh, it's called Gastronostalgia. And you can imagine it's called it's gastro-nostalgia, no, nostalgic gastro. <laughs> gastro-nostalgia, I suppose it could be also in English. And we're going to talk about food with my friend Tomas, uh, who already had a, released a podcast. He is a journalist and he is also a wonderful cook and he loves food and he's written some uh, books on food, some cook, cookery books. And we're going to love it because I love talking about food, but I don't cook. <laughs> I love eating, but I rarely cook and I don't get the whole cooking thing. So I'm going to love to hopefully we can hook up every week uh, or every two weeks. It's gonna, we, we're giving it a different kind of structure. So I'll be telling you about it as we, as we move along. I've never done this structure before. So uh, we're playing with it. So just, just uh, yeah, watch this space. And finally, if you are planning your podcast and you would like some encouragement, some guidance, I've now got out an email sequence. So you can sign up over at Adventures in Podcast. I can't even say the name of my own show or my website anymore. Adventuresinpodcasting.com. I will put the direct link to that in the show notes, but look for the newsletter sequence and you can sign up and you will get an email a day for 10 days, prompting you to move your plan along. Along that, I will be giving you bits of more information that you can access. So you might need a little bit more than 10 minutes a day for it. But I just thought I'd send them all through over 10 days and then you can organize your time to go through them. They're a condensed version of the Plan Your Podcast in 10 Days Challenge, which I'm hoping to run at some point. So for the moment, just you can sign up to that newsletter. All right, uh, next time, next episode will be about your intro and your outro. And by then I might have the stock outro. If you've been listening to the show, you will remember that last week I said I was trying the post-roll uh, effect with Buzzsprout, with whom I'm hosting. I don't think it's working. <laughs> so I haven't had time to reach out to them. It's the first time. I don't usually not have time, but at the moment I'm really, really pushed for time. So I don't know what's going on with that. But if you are signing up for Buzzsprout, which 
I quite like. Do use my affiliate link. You will find it in the show notes because then uh, I'll get a little bit of money, which is always great. I can go straight to supporting this podcast. All right, my listeners, thank you very much for listening.